0: I'm gonna look at some of these questions. There's a couple questions in the group. There's a couple questions left on that thread. I just wanted to come on here and like kind of wrap things up. Okay, so I got this question from Tony. She posted about email. Is it best to email your list often or save it all for one fancy schmancy newsletter? I see that Flowdesk is the new up and coming thing. I have no opinions about that. I don't even know what Flowdesk is. So. I don't know, do your own research. (laughs) I can't be helpful. I started drinking, dinking around with it. And although I like to play with the format, I'm not sure it's the best thing from marketing perspective. Once a week newsletter or email multiple times a week. If I put out three blog posts a week, what is the best way to communicate with my list? I was just putting the whole blog article there in the night email, but then I wasn't driving traffic to my blog, but I wanted for my peeps to get my message, so I didn't want to hold back, and I stuck it all in the email. I'd love to know about any hacks that make this whole process seamless, less time-consuming, and intuitive for my readers. Okay, I have like kind of, I'm going to tell you guys what I do for email, and it's not, this is not going to work for everyone, but I think it's really helped me, and it's really changed my email lately, so, so... My email theory is to email my list a lot. This is a very unpopular, I feel like, (laughs) email strategy. But it works really well and I'll tell you guys why. So what I do is I send five to six short emails every single week. And I tell my people, I tell them, I'm like, I email a lot and I send every night like an encouraging, uplifting email. It takes you less than two minutes to read. And it's a daily like love note for me basically and so that's what i tell my list when they sign up so they know to expect that and they know they're going to get a lot of email from me these are not long emails and you guys can sign up for my email if you want to read what i send like i would suggest you do that like for other bloggers in your niche like see what people are emailing if you know there's someone successful in your niche like yeah i want to know what they're emailing their list so sign up and like look at how people are doing their emails um and you're welcome to read mine too and like read my short emails but what I've found with doing that, sending the short emails every single day is the people that read those emails are so invested in my brand, what I have to say and and me. It's just, I feel like they know me. Like we have a much deeper relationship than if I were to just send them a newsletter once a week, right? Because they know, they know how I'm feeling. They know what I'm struggling with. They know what I'm working through, right? And I try to tell stories about my own life and my own experience in a way that's helpful to other people, right? I'm not just emailing them and talking about myself. I'm sharing things that I think can help them and help other people. And so I send a lot of email and it's made a huge difference in my income. I've talked about this a lot. Um, and I've been working with Jennifer Roskamp. This is not my, like my idea or anything. It's from, um, Jennifer Roskamp's email marketing bootcamp course that I took. She calls them like coffee talk emails, they're just short emails and you talk to your list as if you're talking to a friend and they're really easy for me to write because it's not like I have to sit down and research and put on a big fancy like internet voice and find all these links and find all this stuff and make it so professional because I'm just talking to them like they're my friends. I'm just sharing with them like they're my friends. I share with them really openly. I am really vulnerable on there and really honest with people about what's happening and i i it's made a huge difference in my income because people trust me and the people that read those emails there are people that read my emails every single day every single day almost like they always open them and yeah some people will unsubscribe but i don't have any fear around that i don't have any fear around people unsubscribing because I know that there are people that need my message and they need to hear it a lot. There are people that feel alone, that are struggling with mental health, that don't have any other, necessarily have other resources, that don't have, you know, can't afford a therapist or don't have family that's supporting them and they feel alone and they need to hear from me. And it's more important for me to show up for those people than to not be annoying. Like people are scared to email because they don't want to be annoying and you're missing the chance to get your message in front of the people that need it. Because I can guarantee you there are people that need to hear what you have to say on your email list. They need to hear from you more often, right? And almost no one, my theory is like almost no one is emailing their list enough. Like no one. And it makes me look a lot different than everyone in the space because no one else is really doing that. Everyone else is still on this like weekly email newsletter thing for the most part right but I'm not I'm emailing them every day and when I find something that I think is useful that I that is a product that I think they would like that I believe in that I think is a good price you know if something I'm using is on sale or they're offering a special I share that with them in uh, most of the time just in the PS I'll just put the PS for the affiliate link in there you know and if people can buy it or not like it's not about that to me it's about showing up and being of service and showing up consistently and they know exactly who i am because i email them every day right it's not like they're just getting a random email from me like oh who is this like i signed up for her list i don't remember like people know exactly who i am and what i'm about and what i have to say and so that's been my strategy it's been working really well for me I, if I, (laughs) if I were organized enough and consistent enough, I would email my list every day. The only reason I don't email my list every day is just that I'm disorganized to be, and I have a lot going on, to be honest with you, and life happens. And I just always try to give myself the grace to take a day or two off in the week. If I don't get to it, I don't get to it. And I don't stress about that. But if I were a better businesswoman, I would be emailing them every day. And I think this misconception about, not emailing like emailing too much and being annoying I think that's a total myth I think yeah there's people that will find you annoying but there are people that need to hear from you and they need to hear from you often right and I'm more worried about serving those people you know I'm where I'm most concerned about showing up with the people that really need to hear my message that really resonate with what I'm talking about and what I'm saying it's more important to me to serve them than to worry about people thinking I'm annoying. Because people can unsubscribe, who cares, right? Like, you know, get off my list. (laughs) It's like how I feel about it. You know, do you care about what I have to say or do you not? And if you don't, like that's great, like move it along. I pay a lot of money for my email list too at this point. So I'm like, you know, very unbothered by people unsubscribing. But I think that you'll be a lot more profitable with a small list that really cares about what you have to say, that's really invested in you, that knows who you are, that reads email from you every day, you're going to be a lot more profitable as a business with a smaller list of those kind of dedicated people than a big list, you know, of a hundred thousand people that don't really care and don't really know what you're about and kind of know who you are, but maybe not. And they're just kind of like not really invested. Does that make sense? And so that's what I'm doing with email. And I mean, you can take that advice or leave it. It might not be worth, it might not work for your business, but I think it's worth trying. Oh, I was saying I was nervous about emailing more cuz I'm like I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to bother people. Is this going to work? Is everyone going to unsubscribe like blah, blah, blah. like all this like fear came up from me, really. You know what I mean? And I posted in some Facebook groups. I was asking the question I asked was I was like, you know, is anyone emailing several times a week? And how is it going for you? And then people reply to that, and they were like, "If someone sent me an email every day, I would unsubscribe." And I'm like, "That's not my question, (laughs) right?" And sometimes you have to take your personal feelings about what you would like is not necessarily what's going to be best for your business. So, and that's been like kind of a tough lesson for me, right? Because when I've started emailing my list every day, even though people unsubscribe, my list is massively more popular. Like it's it more. Profitable. It's not even close. Like, you know, I that list used to make me almost no money and now it makes me like a full time income every month. Like, it has made a huge, huge difference, you know, in the sustainability and the revenue of my business. And sometimes that gut feeling of like, well, I wouldn't like that. You shouldn't do that. That's annoying you know it that's not always good business advice does that make sense so just because you like something or your friends like something doesn't always mean that that's what's going to work for the longevity of your business right and making my business profitable is really important to me i'm investing a lot of money back into it there's a lot of things i want to do i want to get in front of way more people and grow and have a massive impact and i cannot do that if i can't bring in revenue and so i've really had to this year you know, changed my kind of mindset around money and it, it it's important, like it is important. Like there used to be part of me that's like, as long as I can make like a couple thousand dollars and I can show up and like whatever, but I've realized that my calling and my message is a lot bigger than that. And I have a responsibility to get in front of a lot more people. And to do that, I need resources. And to do that, I need money. And so I had to get really serious about how can I make this profitable and how can I make this profitable consistently? And that's what's so great about email is when your revenue is coming from your email list, it's pretty consistent and you're not you're not kind of a slave to traffic because traffic goes up and down, right? All that stuff goes up and down. But if you know I have this bulk number of subscribers, you know, and I can email them and, and make this amount of dollars, like it's pretty consistent. It's one of the more consistent things in my business and you know we exist in a, a world that's very i think have found very inconsistent like things are always changing like stuff is always going up and down numbers are going up and down Money's going up and down traffic's going up and down you know algorithms are changing all these different changes and so if you can build a relationship with your email list where you're really helping them like that's the key it's not like just emailing them for the sake of emailing them i'm emailing them almost every single day really trying to help them like really trying to help them right and by doing that i build a strong relationship with them right and they want to support me they want to support my business right does that make sense and so that's kind of my take on email i don't know about the flow desk thing as far as my emails i don't write like elaborate email newsletters anymore like every once in a while i'll write maybe like a longer article and i'll stick it in an email Um, And then I'll pull the copy and I'll make it into a blog post. Like maybe I'll do something like that. But for the most part, my emails are 300 words. Like they're short. They're supposed to be for people to read in less than three minutes. They're not supposed to be long. They're not supposed to be elaborate. Um, They're very heartfelt. Like I do a lot of pep talks, a lot of like, you know, just life lesson stuff. Just whatever's on my heart to share is what I share. And so that's kind of how I do it. And I don't... I don't spend very long writing it. It probably takes me now 10 minutes to write it and then another 10 minutes to, you know, make sure the links and the disclaimer and schedule it out. Less than 30 minutes for sure it takes me to do that every day. And it's made a huge, huge, huge difference in my business. So that's just kind of something to think about. I don't, I think that's pretty unpopular. I don't see a lot of people talking about that besides Jennifer Roskamp. And she's the one that got me into this. Like I said, this is not my you know idea I totally got that from her and she taught that to me and I'm so grateful so that's what I recommend that's what I recommend and as far as like the article or the email I like my blog posts to be more like articles and I like my emails to be more like I'm talking to my friends like that's just how I like to do it and and I don't know if that will will help you Tony but that's what I do I just my emails are more like hey like I'm gonna talk to my internet friends (laughs) and say something helpful to them you know and share something that I think is helpful and then my blog posts are longer they have a lot of links they have a lot of articles you know it takes me it takes me like I said 10 minutes to write an email it takes me way longer than that to write a blog post does that make sense so that is kind of how I'm doing it I hope that's helpful um let me know if you have any questions about that Can you speak briefly on how to submit a guest post i've been approved by a blog and have one ready to send today but don't know what format to send it in Chrissy, i think i saw you posting in the group were you talking about how to, to send it in a pdf or to send it in a word doc i don't know i wouldn't worry about it too much honestly i would just send it i've never done guest posting so i'm like probably not a great person to ask like maybe someone else in the group but as far as i know there's not like a like do it this way. It's like as long as you wrote something quality and you send it to them by the deadline, I think that's the most important thing. So if I were sending it, I honestly would probably, <laughs> I don't know if you should do this, but I would probably just share it as a Google Doc because that's how I I work with my team and all of my clients and all my stuff is on Google. So I tend to just write things in Google Doc and then just share it. Um, share the document with whoever needs to be shared with so that's how I would do it just because that's my workflow but I don't know that that's like the the best way but you can always just put it as a PDF and Attach it and then just tell them like hey, let me know, you know, if you need this in another format I'm happy to resend it. Let me know, you know, if you need anything So that's what I would do, but I'm I, like I said, I've never guest post so you know, take that with a grain of salt <laughs> Okay, Tracy Tracy said, I just listened to your October 31st podcast. Um, I've been creating a product in my mind. This week, I emailed my small 100-person list with a two-question survey about what the pain point was, what form they would like the product. Um, Got nine responses. That's really good. Good for you. It really helped me believe that there are actual humans on the other end of that list. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Second, you mentioned sharing what our product ideas are on the podcast. So here goes, would love your feedback. I blog about family fun, travel, a focus on Disney. My underlying message is helping tired moms like me refocus on making fun memories with their family instead of drowning in everyday routines. I love that, that's so good. That's so, so good. I think that that, I think that's a really powerful message and I think having a powerful message is like a huge part of, of being successful. So that's really exciting. So anyway, okay, let me look. My product idea is an ebook course on how to save money on for family trips to Disney. I'm currently working on figuring out the freebie opt-in that could lead to the product, as well as whether I should deliver it as an ebook or a course with downloadable ebook. A freebie opt-in. Okay, so I think these are like two separate things. So for your freebie opt-in, I would make sure that that's only one page. And which I always say like, Your freebie, your lead magnet, should take you, I don't know, less than like 15 minutes to make. And it should take someone less than 10 minutes to consume. It should be like a one-page printable. So, you know, 10 tips you need to know about saving money for Disney. 10 best budget tips. 10 ways to save money fast. 10 ways to make your vacation magical. Packing checklist, like checklist things, tip things, those kind of things do well, I find, as lead magnets. So that's what I would do. I would pull out and you always want to kind of work backwards. So if your product is about saving money to go on a trip to Disney, what does someone that would want that product, what free thing could you give them that they would want, right? So you want to make sure it's as closely related to your product as you can. So maybe a Disney budgeting planner, I don't know, something like that, right? Um, whether I should deliver it as an ebook or a course with downloadable ebook. I, I am like really biased about courses. I just feel like they, they are more valuable than ebooks. And I don't know why I, why I believe that, but you know, it's really hard to sell an ebook for more than like $5. (laughs) It just is like people just don't, want to pay a high ticket for an ebook unless you're doing really good marketing and you have a really strong brand and people do sell ebooks for more than that so don't get stuck in that that being the absolute truth because it's not like you could sell a $50 ebook people do it right um Jennifer Makers like Pinterest launch playbook I tell you guys to buy that all the time and that's a $29 ebook so there you go there's an example right there for me personally I would have a hard time selling an ebook for more than like 7 bucks like you know and with the courses or the workshops or whatever i just am able to sell those easier at a higher price point i don't know why i think people perceive them as more valuable and i think i think because we're so busy these days like giving people things they can listen to is valuable. So even like when I buy courses and there's videos, I'll just listen to them while I'm doing other things. It's very rare that I'm like sitting in front of my computer watching something, right? And with an ebook, it's like, I can't multitask. I can't, I have to like sit down and like give it my full attention. And our time in this kind of day and age or whatever that we're in is so valuable that you always wanna make sure you're valuing people's time right and I think the best way to do that is with a a course so I would make it into like a little course like situation you could do like a workshop with a free workbook you as a bonus you could do a little mini course you could do a course that's divided up into sections there's no right or wrong way to do it you just have to make sure that you're giving them good quality information does that make sense the information just has to be powerful and then the way you deliver it is secondary to me to that Oh, I accidentally hit the angry emoji button. I did see an angry emoji and I was like, am I saying something offensive? Because I never think about what I'm talking about. (laughs) So when I see people like pushing angry emojis, I'm like, did I just say something dumb? Like maybe, I don't know. (laughs) So, okay, but that was an accident. How can I incorporate my message into the Disney travel stuff? Tracy, this is so good. Your message is so good. So this message you typed out, I love. Let me find it again. My underlying message is helping tired moms like me Refocus on making fun memories with their families instead of drowning in their everyday routines. That is so important. There are so many people that need to hear you talk about this. There are so many, and you've gotta like, are you in my impact course by chance? I talk about this a lot. If you guys have the Genius Blogger Toolkit, my impact course is in there. And it's really about taking this kind of message And making it really powerful that's what this whole course is about but there's so much you can do with this what i would tell you to do is tap into your reader and you have to like put yourself in their shoes and in their situation and you and so for me with my mental health blog what i do is i'm like There are women that are struggling with depression, that feel alone, that don't have resources, that can't afford therapy, that don't know what to do, that feel stuck and I know I have resources that can help them, right? They feel alone, they feel isolated. And I really get myself kind of worked up, like I'll like almost like energetically kind of like work myself up where I'm like people need me, I have to show up, I have to get in front of a lot of people, I have to spread this message. And so you've really got to connect into this message where you're like I know that there's moms that are exhausted, that are tired, that are freaking run down, that don't have joy in their life, that are missing out on memories with their kids, you know, that don't have magic in their life, that are just stuck in this cycle, you know, that are struggling to make it through the day to day, that just are missing out on the magic and blessings of their family. And I'm gonna help them. I know I can help them. I know I can take them on this, like, you know, I can offer them resources and help them tap into that and figure out how to do that but you have to kind of get yourself like really worked up about it like why is that important what happens to that mom if she never finds you she never goes on a trip she keeps working like that and then her kids are 18. you know you have to get yourself really worked up into like the things that really hit you where you're like if i don't spread this message moms aren't going to connect with their families like kids are gonna grow up and not have joyful memories like people are and I believe this about our culture like people are missing opportunities to have joy so if you have the ability to help people tap into joy and do things that make them happy it's your responsibility to do that and so you have to really like this is about getting that passion in your heart and your soul and when you get to that place where you're so worked up about it and you're so on fire about it and you're just like I'm not gonna let these kids like you know, turn 18 and not have any memories with their family. I'm not going to let these moms like miss this opportunity to, you know, share with their kids. Like, I'm not going to let that happen. You know, you get yourself like so on fire and so in your purpose, you'll know what to say. You won't be able to shut up about it, <laughs> right? You're just like, oh my God, I have to tell them this. This is how I feel about it. I could talk to my people all day long on my mental health blog because I'm like, oh my God, I have to tell them this. And oh my God, I have to tell them that all day long. It's like, you know, because I'm so tapped into that purpose because it's like you know i get myself so worked up about it where i'm like women are dying like people are killing themselves like you know this is an epidemic there's a mental health epidemic and i know i have resources that can help people and there's nothing like you know once you get yourself kind of really worked up and connected to your mission the amount of things to say to your audience i feel like like never runs out right and then the other thing is like People need, this is what I teach in my impact course, but people need to hear your core messages over and over again. So in that course, we really tease out your core messages, right? So yours would be about like finding joy and not letting life pass you by and connecting with your family, you know, and making time for special memories and prioritizing those things. People need to hear those messages over and over again. They need to hear them every day, right? And so when people are like, oh, I don't know what to say or I don't have enough content, It's like, you don't know what your core messages are. Cause if you know what your core messages are, like mine are like, you know, you deserve to heal. Life can be better. There's, there's good things waiting for you in the future. You know, those are kind of core messages that are themes in all of my things. In this group, I come on here and I say the same things to you guys all the time, right? It's like, (laughs) it's like, you know, don't give up. Like you can do it. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things, but you guys need to hear that message from me over and over again. You need to hear that message when you're building a blog and you don't have an audience, you need to hear someone say, like, you can do it and it will all happen and you can make it and I did it and you can do it too. You need to hear it over and over and over again, right? And with my mental health people, you know, you deserve to heal, life could be better, you know, all these, those kind of things, they need to hear that over and over. It's not like I tell them one time, you deserve to heal. Life can be better. And then they're like, okay, yeah, like I'm never going to struggle with that again. It's like, no, they're going to struggle with that probably an hour from now. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so they need me to get in front of them and say my core messages over and over and over again. Right. And that's what I do. I just say that I say the same things all the time, like on the email list, on the podcast, on the blog post, on YouTube, on Facebook live, you know, when I'm, I'm kind of been like backed off on content right now, but when I'm making content, it's every day on all those platforms. And I say it to people over and over and over and over again, right? till I'm blue in the face because I'm so passionate about my message, right? You can't shut me up about it because I'm so on fire about what I'm doing. And you've got to get yourself so worked up about this Disney blog and making sure that people have the ability to go on vacation and to connect with their families and have joy that you're like, oh my God, like, You know, this is so important to me. I, you can you can't shut me up about it, right? Of course I'm going to get on the internet and say the things because this is so freaking important, right? And I know I can help people and I'm going to get in front of them. Does that make sense? So I hope that's at least somewhat helpful. I don't know. I don't even remember what your question was. I just went on this whole rant. Um, but those core messages I think are really, really important, but it's just kind of about like, get, if you can get yourself in that headspace of like getting really worked up, like get yourself like really worked up about what you're writing about. It's like, you'll never run out of content. You'll never run out of things to, do, to say. Um, oh, and if, I think maybe you're talking about the product. She said, how can I incorporate my message into the Disney travel stuff? Yeah, because taking, taking a vacation and taking time out of your life is like, you know, prioritizing magic. When you take all, when you take the time to plan a Disney trip, which costs a lot of people like a lot of money, a, like substantial amount of their income, and they invest their time, right, that they don't have that much of, and their money that they necessarily don't have that much of, and they go on that trip, they're prioritizing magic, they're prioritizing joy, they're prioritizing connecting with their family, and that's powerful. That is really, really powerful. When you decide, actually my happiness is worth a substantial amount of my income and the happiness of my family, and we're gonna go on a trip just for happiness, just for joy, just for fun, right? That can be really powerful and really transformative. One page printable page. I'm turning a five day challenge into a guide. It's 12 pages. I have a workbook as a tripwire. Okay, you guys don't get too hung up on like the things I like I'll say like, you know what I mean? It's like there's no rules about this stuff. When you look at the internet, there are so many people I know someone that makes multiple six figures off of Instagram. She doesn't even have a web page. <laughs> you know what I mean? She just sells thing products on Instagram that she makes, you know, and so there's no there's no right or wrong way to do this. There's no rules. So if I say something and you're like, I don't want to do that. Don't do it. Right. Don't listen to me. And I went on this rant the last live I was on, um, where it's like, you're the expert in your business. If you know, if you're like, I want to make this challenge and I want to make a 12 page guide, like make the guide. Like I would never tell you to listen to me or anyone else above your intuition and the things that make you excited. The way that I find success in my business is I just keep following the things that feel right to me and make me feel excited, right? And I take, you guys know I invest a lot of money in coaches, I invest a lot of money in courses, I get the tools and the knowledge that I need to be smart, but really it's like, you know, I just get ideas and I just do the one that makes me the most excited. So I would never tell you, I'm a rule breaker right if everyone's telling you do it this way but you're like but I really want to do this thing I'll be the first person to tell you go do the thing and do it different and if it doesn't work you can always change it you're not married to any of this stuff and that's like the brilliant thing about doing digital products and courses and websites is like we can change things that doesn't really cost us that much money it's not like you have a warehouse of 12 page workbooks right you're not like investing hundreds of thousands of dollars up front to have them all printed. You're just making a PDF. So if you're like, it's not converting and it's actually people don't really like it that much. That's a great lesson to learn. Right. And then you go back and you change it, you know, and I do that stuff. all. I put stuff out that doesn't work all the time. (laughs) Like I just do. Right. I'm like, I have this idea and it doesn't work, but I never look at the not working as that was a waste of time or that was a failure. That's just the lesson I need to learn. As a business owner to become more successful and reach the next level and that's how I see it so yeah Rebecca make a 12-page book if you want I do tend I personally tend to do my freebies as one page printouts that's just like what I find has converted I've never been able to get a freaking like course a mini course to convert as high if I could I, that's what I would be doing but for whatever reason On my site, the printables like really convert. So I think my highest converting on Radical Transformation is my mental health planner and it's just five sheets that they print out. So that's just what's worked for me, but you can try all different things and that's what I would advise you guys to do with freebies is like make a whole bunch of them. see which one converts the highest. Having a high converting freebie can really change your business. Can you speak on how you earn, how you earn the full-time income in eight months time did you create a course, use affiliate marketing? What actions created the income? I consider a full-time income, 5K K months. Thanks, I appreciate your podcast. Yeah, that's about what I was making when I quit. So, okay. I, <laughs> I get this question all the time and I kinda hate speaking to it because I think it's gonna be different for everyone, but I'll just tell you guys, like I'll tell you guys what I did if you wanna know. I launched the blog in January. I was matched, I worked at the University of Florida. And so I had matched my salary that I was making Um, working in administration at the College of Medicine by October, by the end of October. So like 10 and a half months, I would say. And I worked really hard. Like this is the the kind of caveat I always like to give is like, you know, that sounds so fast and easy, but it wasn't, it was really hard. And I worked, you know, I got up at four in the morning. I stayed up working until 10 or 11 at night. I don't have kids, right? I don't have a partner. I literally had my head down And if I wasn't at my day job, and sometimes even when I was at my day job, like if I would be like kind of doing my work for my job, but then like doing blog stuff, like sneakily on the side, right? I literally eat, slept and breathed that blog. And when you're like, oh, I quit my job in only, you know, 10 months, that doesn't sound that hard. But when you think about it, like I worked 80 hours a week for almost a whole year like really hard like as hard as I like physically could push myself I did because I just I wanted it so bad I wanted it so bad and I was so unhappy in my job that I would just have done anything to get out of it and that's what I did right so you know I'll give you kind of that caveat as far as like the actual like like things you know I when I especially when I quit I was making a lot of money off of affiliate marketing and I always kind of recommend like that I think that's a great Affiliate marketing is a great way for you to learn how to sell things without having to make a product. And it's a great way to figure out what is your audience actually willing to buy, right? And so I did affiliate marketing and I got pretty good at it. I was selling affiliate things. I had a small list. I didn't have that much traffic. Um, And then in October, I launched my course and I learned how to make an email funnel. I took a course from Create and Go, what is it called? It's called six-figure blogger and they taught me how to build like that's when I first learned how to build an email funnel so I took my course I stuck it in this email funnel um, I got my freebie converting and then kind of as the as I got those pieces in place the timing just happened to be very divine where my my traffic did a huge jump um, and this is what I was just telling my assistant Bree that works with me the other day is you know you can't tell when you're looking at your traffic how much progress you're really making because in my experience like traffic traffic for me has always went like this. Like nothing is happening, nothing is happening, nothing is happening. 40,000 page views a month. Nothing is happening, nothing is happening, nothing is happening. 80,000 page views a month. That's like literally how my traffic has always grown. It's like been in pretty big jumps. But if I were to look at my analytics during those times, right? I would just be seeing like, nothing is happening. Like, why isn't this working? Nothing is working, nothing is happening. But you don't know that from looking at your analytics. And that's why I try to tell people not to look at them because I actually I actually think it hinders a lot of people to look at your analytics. Like, you know, and I hate saying that, it sounds like bad advice, but when you're focusing on like, I don't think this is working, I don't think this is working, I'm not getting page views, I'm not getting traffic, my traffic isn't growing. But really you're getting close, like your jump, you know, your jump is here and you're just moving closer and closer to it. You're just going like that. You can't tell where the jump is by looking at your analytics. So in that way, I don't think it's helpful. Um, But that's what happened was, you know, I just had, I got good at selling affiliate things. I found a couple of affiliate programs that worked really well for my people that I really believed in that partnered with me. And then I made my own product and I put it in an email funnel and then I got a big jump in traffic. And that's what happened. Like, you know, it's not like anything revolutionary. <laughs> it's just kind of I had all those pieces in place. And when the traffic came, I had the infrastructure and my stuff converted. Right. I, I worked on like getting a freebie that converted really high even though I didn't have that much traffic, you know, I still had a freebie that converted pretty high. And then I worked on getting my email funnel to convert. So even though there wasn't a lot of people going in the email funnel, I knew if I could get people in the funnel, it would convert and I would make money. I knew it would work, right? I just kind of kept messing with all these pieces. And that's still what I do, right? That's exactly what I still do. I try to grow traffic, I try to get my freebie to convert higher, and I try to get my welcome funnel to convert higher. That's like, you know, the bulk of where my income comes from still is like that welcome email funnel that i have and so i'm always messing with that you know and w- you it sounds silly but even just having the difference between an opt-in that converts at one percent and an opt-in that converts at two percent you're gonna grow twice as fast and you're gonna make twice as much money you're gonna have twice as many people in your funnel right i know My funnel now, like, I know if I can get, like, a certain amount of people in it, I make a certain amount of money. It's pretty consistent for me. And so I'm always, like, messing with that opt-in sequence because I know if I can get more people in the funnel, I know that I will make more money, right? It's a pretty simple, simple formula in my mind. So that's kind of what I do. And, uh, yeah, that's still, like, really what I focus on. Let's see... Sitting here in tears, you nailed it. I'm so grateful to find an EBA because it led me to you. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I've been really, really emotional lately um, and walking through some really hard times. So anytime anybody says anything nice to me on the internet, I'm like, (laughs) Uh, I don't want to cry on camera. There's enough videos of me crying on the internet. I haven't launched it yet. I keep going back and forth between doing something easy for people versus over-delivering. I've also thought about adding the guide to the tripwire as a bundle and a checklist or something else as an opt-in. I'm very decisive. Haha, Rebecca, just go make the thing. <laughs> You're like stuck in overthinking. You're stuck in overthinking and you can't screw it up. You can't screw it up. The only thing you can do is take action and learn a lesson and get better and have more clarity, you know, and once you screw something up, even if you screw something up and you make something and it doesn't work, you're going to know how to make things work better for the whole lifespan, the rest of your business. I have created probably... I. I would guess over 100 tripwire pages that don't convert <laughs> in my like time, right? But internet marketing is hard. I'm not an internet marketer. I didn't go to school for this stuff. No one taught me how to do these things. I'm teaching myself how to do it. But every one that I've done has made me better at it, right? And now I can make a tripwire page that converts like pretty easy, like I Not easily, but pretty consistently. Like a lot better, right? I'm a lot better at it. But the only way I got better at it was by make, doing the thing right you don't get better at it by thinking by trying to figure it out by trying to make sure that you get it right the first time by sitting there and analyzing it you only get better at it by doing the thing go make your thing stop thinking about it and like that might seem like bad advice or crazy advice to some people but action will action will take you so much faster than thinking right and that's like a huge part of my message and what I want to do with you guys and with this group you know, is is just empower you to just go do the things like, you know, and momentum is so powerful in your business, right? I always say it's easier to steer something that's already moving. When you get stuck in this, like, like, should it be a 12 page guide? Should I do a tripwire? Should I sell it this way? Should I like, when you get stuck in that, you lose your momentum. And you're just kind of like, if you're on a bicycle, right? And you stop pedaling, you just kind of fall over. (laughs) But if you're kind of moving along, and you're like, okay, I'm going to try it this way. I'm going to just do just you know pick something and go and that's like the great thing about this industry we're in is like i can make 100 tripwire pages it only costs me my time who cares right it's like it doesn't hurt anything like you can't you can't screw this up as long as you're taking action and and being brave and making sure that you're doing that you have to do the things that make you uncomfortable like i believe that that is a huge key to success I believe, like, the reason that I found success fast is that I move fast. I make a lot. <laughs> like, even, like, my assistant has been going back on my old posts and making pins for them, and she's like, you have so much content on this site. It's it's crazy. It is. It's crazy, right? Especially because when I started, I used to write three blog posts a day when I started. Like, literally. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I make a lot. Um, I, do think, I do the things that i'm afraid to do especially now it's like if something makes me uncomfortable i know that i'm supposed to do it and i just go boldly and forward and i just never let fear or doubt or all of the crazy stuff in my brain slow me down any of that like crazy doubt that comes up in your brain when you're making a product and you're like who are you to talk about this and who's even gonna buy this and you're not even good enough and little all of that chatter you've got to just decide I'm gonna take action anyway. I don't care how much doubt I have, how much fear I have, how uncomfortable it is, how weird it feels to put myself out there, how weird it feels to charge people money. Like I don't care because I have such a clear vision for the life that I want. Like Rebecca, what is your life gonna look like when you're making $5,000 a month, $10,000 a month, $20,000 a month, what does your life look like? You need to have that like clear vision and you need to just be like, you know what, like. It has to be worth it. You have to have a vision that makes all of this discomfort and all of this struggle and all of this stuff worth it to you where you're like, I don't care. I don't care if I put the tripwire up and no one buys it. I don't care if my sales page is stupid. I don't care if my friends laugh at me. I don't care if my family thinks like, you know, it's never going to work. Like I don't care because this vision I have is so important to me. And it's so important to me that I walk out this message, you know, that I get to live the life that I'm like dreaming of. And that I go big. You have to get yourself so amped up to go big that you don't care if you put something out. And I mean, I've created tons of products, you guys, like that didn't work. Like, you know, it just, it's part of the game. It just is. Like, you're going to make things that I thought at the, at the time with the knowledge and the experience I had, I thought they were a great idea, <laughs> right? And then I learned, like, what kind of actually works and what about it was good and what about it wasn't and I've gotten better at marketing, you know, this is really about like teaching yourself how to be an internet marketer. And that's hard, like people go to school for that. Like, you know, I don't know, I'm just like out here on Google trying to figure it out, right? And the way I figure it out is I just go, I take a lot of action and I go fast. And that's kind of (laughs) like my strategy, I feel like for everything, right? It's like, and, and it's almost always my answer. If you guys listen to my live or you listen to the podcast, you know, Making more content and making more courses and putting more stuff out will solve a lot of the problems people have Because most of the problems people have is just that they're too in their head and they're not taking action They're just stuck, right? You're just like stuck in that that indecisive part of like like You know, should this be an ebook? Should this be a tripwire? Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Like, is my content good enough? Like, is anybody going to like this? Are people going to laugh at me? You get stuck in this like chatter in your head and you lose your momentum. And then if you're riding the bike, right, you just fall. (laughs) But when you, it's like easier to steer something that's already moving. You need that momentum. So just like fail and fail fast, right? With like a lot of momentum and you'll learn the lessons and you'll get so much clarity. You will get so much clarity around creating a product that sucks, that no one ever buys, you will get so much more clarity around doing that than sitting here Googling, trying to figure it out, trying to get it right, but not starting. Does that make sense? You learn the lessons by doing. People are confused. People think they learn the lessons by sitting here and figuring everything out in their heads and getting everything right and learning everything and then taking action. But you actually learn things by taking action. The lessons that you're looking for, the information that you need, is in the experience we need i need experience as an internet marketer right i wasn't that good at it when i started i wasn't i'm still like not that great at it (laughs) i do like okay right i'm getting better at it but i need experience i get experience by doing i don't get experience by googling i don't get experience by thinking i don't you know what i mean i get experience by making something and selling it (laughs) and then making something else and selling it right and through that process i get experience and i get the lessons and i get clarity the clarity that i need does that make sense i think there was a couple more questions on this thread i have been talking for a long time i feel like i have no idea i always think i'm gonna come on here for like 15 minutes and it's never my my reality (laughs) i'm gonna have to come back to this thread i'm sorry i thought i was gonna get through all these but i just i don't think i can keep talking and there's a lot of them there's like five more questions let me do one more Oh, Arlen had asked about audio programs. I just use Audacity, which is a free program. If anybody's wanting to podcast, I don't like do anything fancy. I just have Audacity and like a $30 microphone from Amazon. So, it's nothing. I'm not I'm not a pro podcaster, I wouldn't say, but I think I think the key is like getting started, you know what I mean? And it's the same thing. Like through the process of starting that podcast, I have learned so much over a year of producing this podcast, even though I don't have the microphone, I still don't have the setup I want. I only now just have an introduction because my assistant made it for me. I, you know what I mean? And she was just like bugging, you know, she asked me several times to record the introduction and I finally took the time to do it because she took that project for me, you know, but through the process of doing the podcast with no introduction, no music, a $30 microphone, but doing the podcast for a year, gave me so much more clarity around what I would want the podcast to be, what direction I really want it to go in. You know, I have so much more clarity around the podcast because I was doing it, right? And I would have never got that clarity if I had sat here researching microphones, looking at how to rank on iTunes, you know what I mean? But just producing it and talking and getting on the microphone and figuring out what do I like to talk about? What do I want this podcast to sound like? You know, what is it gonna be? you know, eventually I would love to go all in with the podcast and have a professionally produced podcast and a microphone and a studio and all this stuff. Marina, I don't, I don't have that. So I just have to start where I am. Right. But I'm getting closer to that vision of having a profitable podcast of having a podcast that ranks in iTunes. I'm getting closer to that vision by taking action, even though it's, you know, it's obviously not a priority for me right now. It's just kind of a side project, but does that make sense? The clarity and the lessons you need is always around doing not around figuring things out researching sitting here planning like all that stuff the clarity you need is is around doing okay this is kind of a long question let me see i've been struggling with getting content out i have tons of ideas but it takes me so long to finish anything i have three kids a farm a business a part-time job it's more than that it seems to take forever to write one post and since i'm frequently interrupted when i come back to what i'm working on my train of thought is gone i have to reread what i've wrote yeah, so it's hard. I understand that because when I get interrupted, I get like totally out of the flow. On the other hand, I give advice on Facebook to moms all the time. When I'm giving advice to a certain person, it just flows, and everything I write always seems to resonate really well. Any suggestions on how to harness that inspiration and make short, specific advice into an actual blog post? Any tips for how to write content when you're frequently getting interrupted? Okay, I'm gonna like first of all, like disclaimer this by like, I'm not a mom. I like, you know what I mean? I like live alone. I have a lot of like privileges with my time. um, So I don't have a lot of time struggles that people have. But I will say, I do think one of my strong points is that I create a lot of content in a small amount of time. Every week, like I produce a pretty massive amount of content that goes out on the internet. But this is really interesting. So I like how you're kind of starting to think about this because, and I think more and more, you guys should think about how to get your message out on video and on audio, because I think that's kind of where things are going, you know, and I think there is something to be said. I could have written all of this that I just like yelled at you guys (laughs) about into a blog post, but there's something about you guys seeing me, hearing me sitting here on this live stream that I, you guys could tell me if you're wrong, if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's more powerful, right? And I can pull this, I can pull this video and put it on YouTube and embed it into a blog post and that, I mean that's exactly what I'm gonna do on faithmariah.com I'm gonna take this video I'll tell I'll this is what I'm doing with faithmariah.com because this is a good example because I don't have very much time to spend on faithmariah.com right because like I told you guys it's not like a, it doesn't bring me like any money really it's just kind of like my passion project right now so what I do is I come on here I yell at you guys on the live stream <laughs> I rant, I say whatever's on my heart, I try to give you guys as much value as I can. I pull the video, I upload it onto YouTube, I keyword that video for YouTube. So now in the background, I'm also building my YouTube account. Then I take the YouTube video, I embed it into a blog post on faithmariah.com. I write out a little summary, I put some like maybe some links, some bullet points, other podcast episodes maybe that are related, anything that I reference. Like if I reference a book in the live stream or something like that, I'll put the link for that, you know? But it's really just like a short description and a bunch of bullet points and a video. And then I'll send it to Bree, my assistant, and she um, will make beautiful Pinterest graphics because she's a genius at that, and she will launch it and it will go out, right? And so then, that post, this is not a great strategy if you're trying to rank in Google. I'm not trying to rank that website in SEO right now. I'm just not, like, you know, to rank in Google, you need 3,000 words. But I know, like, I know, the information that I have to share with people can help them, right? And I wanna get it in front of as many people as I can. I feel like there is an epidemic of women starting blogs, starting businesses, and quitting. And it really makes me sad, (laughs) right? And that's why I'm so passionate about coming on here and helping you guys. And so it's like, if I know that this video can help someone and I know there's an epidemic of women starting businesses and then failing and I have tools that can help them, I'm going to embed this video in a blog post and then I'm going to stick it on Pinterest and see if I can get it in front of more people, right? And so just from sitting here with this one video, I have Facebook group content, I have a YouTube video, I have a podcast, Brie eventually is going to rip this audio and, and upload it onto the podcast and I have a blog post just from doing the video right so i've been really interested with and and kind of what you're talking about just in like being able to create a lot of content without necessarily spending the time of like sitting and writing in depth because to be honest with you i really like writing about self-help stuff and personal development but i don't really want to sit here and write about like email strategy like and write a 3000 word blog post like i just don't necessarily feel that interested in it and i love talking about it so that's how i've been doing it And so it sounds like maybe you could do something like that, where you're doing question and answer, you know, and you go in your Facebook group, you do what I do. You just riff on the video, you speak your heart, you share your truth, you take the video, you know, and you make it into a blog post. And I think I don't necessarily think you have to have the long form written content as long as there's value in the post. That's what I'm always like focused on. Does that make sense? So I think, I think that i share a lot of value with you guys like not to like build myself up but it's like i i really try to come on here and share with you guys what i've learned over you know two years now of doing this full time investing tens of thousands of dollars in coaches i really try to come on here and give you guys the best advice that i can give you and what i've what would i have wanted someone to say to me when i was in your spot you know what i mean i really try to give you value and so i feel like just putting the video in the blog post it, the blog post is, is valuable in my mind does that make sense and so i don't feel like i necessarily have to write three thousand words to make the blog post valuable now this is like the caveat is like you have to be aware of if you're trying to rank in google so a lot of times like when i put the short post up i'll go in oh my god what's the plugin there's a plugin that i use that lets me turn it off so google doesn't even see the post and i just don't even i i know like a you know, a 500 word post, a 800 word post is not gonna rank in Google. Like really like the stuff I have that ranks in Google is like 3,000 words, 5,000 words, right? You know what I mean? But I don't really wanna sit here and write 5,000 words about um, blogging. I just don't feel like it. <laughs> so I'm not going to, right? And I, But I'm aware that my site is probably not gonna rank in Google. I'll have to either get at, if I ever wanted to monetize the site, you know, I would either have to get Pinterest traffic or pay for ads. And that's fine with me. I don't mind that. So that's kind of the caveat with doing short posts. But I don't think that your posts necessarily have to always look like that old kind of standard um, way of, of, of making a blog post. And maybe just ask yourself to think outside the box and like, how can you provide the value in the least amount of time, right? So that's, I don't know if that's helpful to you at all, but that. That's how I'm able to do this, you know, blogging breakthroughs podcast and faithmaria.com on the side of literally everything else I'm doing, which is like insane. Like I, my life has gotten really, really crazy this year as far as just managing projects and businesses and all these different balls I have in the air, you know, but I'm able to have this side project that I really love because I streamlined the content, right? I ripped this video, I put it on YouTube, I put it in a blog post, I put it on a podcast. You know, and and then I have four pieces of content, but I just only made the one thing. Does that make sense? So maybe that's helpful to some of you guys. But I do think you should consider being on video and being on audio. And I know a lot of you are like thinking to yourselves right now, like, I would never do that. (laughs) Because I used to be like that. I used to be scared of being on video and I used to be scared of being on audio. I didn't even have a photo of myself on my blog for, God, a really long time, like an embarrassing long time. I would have never imagined that I would do live video. But I know that my impact is stronger when people can energetically feel me and feel my truth. And you guys can hear my voice, you can see my face. There's something about video that is so much more magical um, than writing. And I'm not knocking writing, like I love to write. I write lots of stuff all the time. I'm writing a book right now. Like, you know, I, I love writing, but there's something about video. And I think a lot of you guys can probably offer a lot to your readers if you're willing to get on video. The boss is out and I'm blogging at work. I used to be the queen of that. My When my boss went out of town, I was just like, okay, like this is Faith's like full-time blogging office. <laughs> I'm actually going to be starting using a timer for my decision-making, give myself five minutes and then I need to decide. Yeah, that's great. Rebecca, if you're stuck in indecision, like just be like, just make a choice. Like a lot of times it's not about making a right choice or a wrong choice. It's just about making decisions. And I read this study one time. Um, God, I wish I could remember where I read this. But it was talking about CEOs and the reason CEOs you know make so much money is they have to make really big decisions but they have to be able to do it quickly they have to be able to take a lot of information about a decision like here's all these different factors all these different things you know take in a lot of information and make a lot of decisions but they have to be able to do it fast and that's like you know, something a lot of CEOs struggle with and a lot of businesses that have went down is that they're too slow, especially in the climate now where everything is changing so fast. And so they're really saying like one of the major keys of being able to run a large successful company is just being able to take information and make a decision, just make a choice, right? And not sitting in that place. Cause once you have all the information, it's like, you're not gonna get anything new, you know, over the next week, you know, it's like you already have the information, you already know what you know, like just make the choice, right? So I think the timer thing is really, could be really powerful. I love the intro to your podcast. Oh, Chrissy, thanks. I'm so happy. Um, Brianna is my, I keep calling her my assistant, but I, I need to give her like a different job title. Like, I don't know, she's like my social media manager. She's like my, right hand, but she is amazing. But she made the intro. She made me a really nice um, intro for my YouTube video for Radical Transformation, that is awesome. I don't supervise her at all, and she does a lot for me. So I really love her because I can just give her things and I know it's taken care of. I don't have to look at it. I don't have to talk to her about it. (laughs) I don't have, like, it's just like, you know, it's done. And I, the things I give to her, I never think about again. And that's such a blessing to me with everything that I have going on and just life being so crazy just having like just even one person to help me a little bit is just so huge to me just being able to like mentally hand something to someone and just be like i don't have to think about this anymore (laughs) okay i'll talk to you guys soon i hope you have a good day bye guys thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode i want to talk to you very quickly about the blogging breakthroughs mastermind The Mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching.